0: Hello listeners!
1: Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast Spiritual Musings, Sometimes
0: Amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura.
1: back to listeners. Hello Tracy. Hello Laura. (laughs) So we're coming in with a sweet scary little episode um, following up from the Halloween themes that have been going around of late because of our southern hemisphere Halloween that was last week. Yeah, yeah. And you did something very exciting that I wanted to ask you all about and what Mm -hmm. better way to learn all about it then record it for a podcast episode because I still haven't heard anything about how it went. So now we all get to find out together.
0: Yeah. So it's a little bit of a turns out it's haunted kind of.
1: Yes, it's certainly yes. got that flavourings with it. And if we it rewind does. to how, could you tell our
0: listeners how you ended up there to begin with? Yeah. So when I did the Maitland Jail tour uh, about a month or so ago, God, I don't even know what it is now. When did I do that? Anyway, um yeah, two yeah, two of the girls that came along on that tour are tour guides at the Q Station. And uh they asked if I would be interested in coming down to the Q Station to be their guest of honor at their Halloween night, um, where they do every year, they do a really big event um where they have a dress up competition um and it's it's an exclusive event in terms of how many people they allow on the tour so it's capped at 20 uh Mm. it's kind of first in best dress literally best dress because (laughs) I got to also um choose the best dressed person of the night and award them with a paranormal investigation um, voucher so that they can come and and do a different tour Yeah, so cool um and so it included uh, a three hour tour of the key station which is a lot longer than the usual tour That's um, a long and time it yeah it's a lot um and obviously it also includes having a medium with them that is there for their disposal essentially to <laughs> to do whatever they want to do um with during the tour uh, you know there there are there are restrictions about what you could do with me during tours but um <laughs> you know let's keep it let's keep it clean and scary clean um, yeah. And so it was really cool because they don't—they've never had a resident psychic medium, and they've never yeah. had—they've um, never done that really. So um, they've asked me to do it more regularly, which will be fun. That's so um, cool. So I'm looking forward to getting back down there more often. It's surprising, um, yes. oh, actually.
1: Surprised to hear that they haven't had a medium do that because of all the paranormal investigations that they do do and whatnot yeah. it
0: just seems a natural fit well it's they've just recently at the Q station had a changeover of owners oh um, okay. and so the new owners I feel are probably a little bit more liberal uh-huh. uh, in in how they want to promote the Q station as a haunted location and a haunted venue Sure. Uh, with keeping in mind that um they you know I respect the history of the place as well So it would have to be to take away the gimmick of it but more so have a medium who is somewhat respectful and serious about what they do and the history of it and understands the key station and has a bit of a relationship with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't want to make it a, like, a gimmick, you know, haunted ghost house kind of thing. We don't want to turn them into ghost adventures and I am certainly not going to be Zach Baggins at any point, at any time soon.
1: Yeah, Um, have the YouTubers, you know, come through and all of that. er away from that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and so that makes perfect sense yeah and so it's a really good fit for me because like that's that's what I'm like you know I don't yeah I'm not um I'm not going to try and be a YouTube burr (laughs) yeah and it's not a party
1: trick you're there I love how you you um you describe what you do as working for both sides and and when there's history involved and lots of different layers there you Mm. can really uh you're in your element, one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you and also. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's. You go. You, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, well, you've been there a couple of times before as well. So clearly uh, you have a uh, soft spot for that area. And we've also spoken about it on the podcast a fair bit. In fact, I mm. think the last episode we did about the Q station, we said this will be the last episode we do about the Q station because <laughs> we keep bringing <laughs> we it lied. up me <laughs> hey look the Q station came for you so
0: <laughs> here we that are again. psychic and they're liars <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's right and you know what I'm, I'm really happy about it and when oh, yeah. I um introduced myself to the group on the night that was actually something that I said I was like look guys I work for both sides so I do take it quite seriously Obviously, I'm not here for a joke. I'm not here for um, having a laugh and making fun of of any of the stories. You know, we're all dressed up. We're all having a bit of fun tonight. But what I do for my job um, and what I see as part of what I'm here to do is not a joke at all or not fun really at all. It's more serious and respectful. and um, And part of the biggest priority for me is making sure that I give the spirits a voice. Yeah. Um, and share anything that comes through that I feel is relevant. So it was interesting because I got to see the full behind the scenes of mm-hmm. the Q station um, and got to speak to and meet a lot of the tour guides and hear some of their really cool stories of things awesome. that happened to them uh, like in their years of being there. Um, So, you know, it, it was an experience for me that was really cool. Um, got to hear some stories that aren't public about the place as well. That were really just like, oh my gosh, that just gave me goosebumps, but made so much sense to the experiences that I've had there. Okay, um, interesting, yeah, very cool. Uh, and also, uh, the we, we took equipment around, so there was equipment available for everyone. Um, we had an SLS camera, which is the camera that for anyone who has seen any ghost um, hunting type shows, you will have seen the camera that you point up at somewhere and you can see the stick figures that are created and they they recognise human form and they're created in like stick figures. Mm. Um, so we got to use that and that was unbelievable. The amount oh, of um, wow. activity that we got through that was so cool. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about great in a minute. but. Um, they had the EMF detectors. We had a spirit box um, that they used through an app, which was so awesome. Um, it's so good now that they've got these apps that are taking away the big chunky equipment and um, that eliminates certain frequencies so you don't hear their all the time. Like it, they've got ways to be able to uh, isolate certain frequencies. So, <laughs> so obviously we were all dressed up as well. Um, so I dressed up as um, kind of like, the the my my look that I was going for was The Woman in Black did you ever watch that at school did no. you, do you know that movie the woman oh my god like, no. we had, we did a in English we did a um like it was a book and a movie um like we had to learn synopsis and all that kind of stuff on, yeah. on that movie and That's then it's been a, the Woman in Black. Yeah, Never it's a it. really old school. I think it was made in the 80s. It's a really old school, really fucking scary movie. Wow. Um, you went to a like a Catholic school, didn't you? No, I didn't. I went oh. to one of the most public of public schools in the history oh, of the planet. Why did I think you went to an all-girls <laughs> school or something? I did go to an all-girls school, oh. but it was public. Oh,
1: okay. That's why I'm getting yeah. mixed up.
0: Yeah. Um. But in, and it's been remade actually with... um what's his name um the guy that is harry potter what's his name oh daniel radcliffe you know him? yeah so he's in the remake of it oh which is really cool anyway so my look was inspired by um the woman in black slash um an 1800s medium like Yeah. a typical look of like if you were going to visit a medium that, that yeah. that's kind of how i would look so nice it was great because all i did was take my face in concealer and and (laughs) rubbed in some like black and green um like eyeshadow on the sides and made some like really ugly um like (laughs) veiny type stuff and I didn't have to wear lipstick I didn't wear eyebrows I didn't wear eyelashes like I had no (laughs) mascara and it was just perfect it was the easiest makeup ever and I had a veil as well but I literally look like death. It was just like, <laughs> oh my god, you look like death, Tracy. And I had to get petrol on the back and I, I, I had was to about get to ask you have to stop anyway. <laughs> oh, so yep. Um so anyway, uh so um the the dress ups were amazing I and mean, part of the um, I'll, I'll get the their fancy dress out really first because the winner, I mean you can probably go to my socials and I might send it across to you to post on socials, but the yeah, winner will have to put for it on their our best own. dress for the night. Yeah, the winner for the best rest of the night was the nun. Holy shit. Like it was a mask that she had on oh. um, that was inside of her costume. But for the entire night, I could not look at her face. Like it just gave me the creeps. And I knew it was a mask. And I knew it was a person. And I knew it yeah. was a costume. Still creeped to it oh nothing else was creeping me out and some of them pretty scary but I was gonna say it's a just, lot for you yeah I just like I just could not look at it it was just it was horrifying <laughs> so she won um <laughs> it was great and to be honest I felt like a little bit of a celebrity on the night too like people were like can I get a photo with you and you know Aww. like can I ask you some questions so it was kind of fun that's um, awesome yeah so putting all that aside um we started the tour by going into the uh the two rooms where you go into that are either side that um where they put the gas in. Oh, okay, um, so down near the
1: water like the big. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um okay.
0: so they they put the gas in there um to kill any bacteria that was in the lungs. Yeah. Was it like the people the little that shower stalls? No, the that's luggage. the last room that you go in. No, okay. that's before. That's after it. So we didn't mm. go into the luggage room. Actually, this was the this was the room. It looks like two horse stables next to each other, and they did actually okay. become horse stables at one point. But <laughs> this was where, as soon as the people came off the boats, they would go straight into these chambers, right? And they would just breathe in this gas. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically liquid. Um, it was something they would breathe in, and the, the idea was that they thought that it would kill any tuberculosis or kill any diseases that existed inside of the respiratory system. Crikey. But ultimately, what it was doing was actually like giving like poisoning them. But wow. they weren't they weren't trying to poison them. Just trying to. They thought they were doing was the right thing, but they yeah. you know what they ended up doing was not the right thing. So you would go in there and you would get um like this gas, and you'd have to breathe it in for a certain period of time. Then you would come out. And then you would have to go into the showers. Um, the way that the tour is done, though, the showers is the last place. Oh, okay. um, typically because the showers end, uh, the showers end. The, the, sh- the location of the showers is that is, it sort of brings the tour back around. So it's where yeah. it starts okay. and where it finishes. Um, but the showers and the Gravedigger's house are the two most yeah. wanted locations on the property. So it's nice to end it with a bit of a bang. A, bang so to speak in terms of how you end the tour um so we started off there and it's interesting because what they wanted me to do part of um my direction for, for the night was to be able to um be in a constant state of sharing what I was experiencing as a medium so yeah. I was on which was really cool because usually I don't get to do that usually mm-hmm. like in a tour like the queue station people around me are complete strangers and they have no idea who I am and I'm just experiencing it myself. Okay. And so this was almost like commentating. It was the tour in a tour. I was commentating as I was going along. And so what was, yeah, it was. And so like just be you were, you know, rolling commentary, like real life commentary. Yeah. Um, mm. And what was really cool was that when the girls were sort of taking me through what they wanted me to do before the tour started, was in that little um gravel area down the bottom um near the water where the where the gas chambers are and the 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 showers are um I, I was experiencing and what I had was um I didn't have my my eyes on in terms of I didn't want to see things like I, I didn't okay. want to be doing that there because I didn't want to be jumping. Um, I needed to remain cool, mm-hmm. calm, collected and keep my vibe high. But what I was experiencing, I had my inno you know, eyes on and yep. I had all these women and children coming up, grabbing my dress and playing with my veil and looking at my shoes and looking at my jewelry. And they were just like touching my dress. And when I came inside, um, when we were getting ready to go out and meet everybody, I was telling the girls that this was happening. And they just said, Well, that makes total sense because the the clothes that I was wearing would have been for first class passengers and would have been, well, would have actually been the kind of clothes that. Uh, the more wealthier first-class members of society would have been wearing, whereas the the women and the children that would have been in that area at the time would have been definitely not first-class. Right. And so the children would have thought that I was just this rich rich woman that they could see and they would have just been wanting to touch the material and the sparkles and experience kind of like, oh, who is this? It's like... they were they, they were getting to to meet the the first class lady that was in mm. in town kind of thing so and that, that was really cool that because they're familiar with yeah and so when it was happening i was fully aware of it and i was just like letting whatever they wanted to do uh-huh when the girls said that it made so much sense and i was like oh cool and so when we went into the gas thing um Typically, there is usually a, a male in there that uh, likes to breathe down people's throats Ew. and touch them in the back. And um, obviously, a lot of people, humans that go on the tour in there, what they experience is really, really hard. Like it's very difficult to breathe mm-hmm. and they can feel like they want to start coughing and a lot of people will start coughing in there when they don't even know what that room was for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that residual energy. And so there can be, um, this moment in there, but what was really cool was I, I know all those things, but when I'm working, I, a lot of what I know about places zones out, I don't remember what I should know intellectually. And so I've been in that room many times and I know exactly what that room is supposed to do. But when I was talking, I was saying like, you know, a lot of the women and the children have followed me in here. So we've got lots of childlike energy around here at the moment, but. And I want to give them their time, but I'm, I'm having difficulty breathing. I'm having having difficulty swallowing. And so like I'm going on and on and at the end when they turn the lights on and they just open up, not turn the lights, like, open up the door and everything and everyone was able to walk out, the tour guides were saying, you know, this was what that room was used for and that's why Tracy would have been experiencing that. And it's like, of course, that's why I was experiencing that. But at the time mm-hmm. I was completely, I'd totally forgotten about my, and I just was talking through what I was experiencing it was really cool for me to to kind of have that awareness of like wow when I'm really in that zone I don't remember You're like all in. um having an audience yeah and so we came out of there and I think from there we actually walked straight up to the morgue and we did the morgue straight away and I typically do not go in the morgue when I go to the queue station because the smell of death is so overwhelming for me that I can smell it down the road like when the winds upwind and downwind mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I want to gag. Like it's just, mm. it's not pleasant. I just, my mouth's watering I don't want to be in there. So knowing that the morgue was going to be a huge part of that evening, um, I needed to create some boundaries for myself to turn my sense of smell off. Ah, nice. So, Helpful. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I turned a sense of smell off thinking, okay, it's funny, the leverage that I will use for others that I won't use for myself. <laughs> But it's like, I don't, I guess in the past when it's just been me, I haven't needed to go in there because I can understand everything that's happening in there anyway. Um, But obviously there was an element to putting on a show for the people that were there this evening. And so I had to pull, pull up my, pull up my suspenders and and lace tights and just get on with it. Yeah. Um, Well, I was there to do a job. And so... We walk in there, and there is a, a um a very well-known spirit that lives in there who was the mortician and the morgue director, and his name um he is 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 affectionately called Mr. Slimy. Yeah. And the reason why he is called Mr. Slimy is because he is a little bit of a slimy creature. Um and he does like to touch and he does like the odd woman's cleavage that might be hanging out, and he does like to tap on the bum and he interesting. does
1: interesting. He,
0: yeah, he's a little. He's a little bit of a um a, a womanizer. Mm. However, when we came in there, um the part of the tour that they don't do is in the first, there's the, the morgue is separated into two sections. There yes. is the slab where the section is where there is the slab. Yeah, where you can um, see table. Where yeah, they did all the table. Topses. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the bench behind it that had all the bodies stacked up and Um, that's since been repainted so a lot of the um a lot of the old um a lot of the original signs of what went on in the morgue have been erased due to cleaning a deep clean after COVID and painting um and so at first there were a lot of spirits that were in there that were cranky because the part of their story that used to be shared which I heard when I very first went there is not shared anymore because the evidence the visual evidence is washed away, wow. and so they they had to immediately express their um, their disappointment as like why they haven't been receiving any attention, uh, and so f- for and and to be able to speak it out loud and for them for the spirits to be able to hear their voice them being validated and heard and then to have the girls be able to explain out loud why um, that settled them and that they, they were fine with that but they asked to please be included in the story. Wow. So, so the girls are going to modify that, which was great. But then the room that's next to the um, where the actual um, by um, the autopsies were done is the um, laboratory viewing room, and so there is a wall, a hole cut out in the wall so that you can see through from one room to the other. Um, so they took, they left me in the in the one side of the room with the slab. Um, and they took everyone else to the other side and they were looking into the room through the hole in the wall. However, just before they did that, um, they asked Mr. Slimy to choose who he wanted to do an autopsy on. So I had to pick, well, I didn't pick it. Mr. Slimy chose um, one of the guests who lay on the table. No. So, yes. So beautiful Claudia from Leppington Forest was oh, Forest she was, was there. there. Oh. And her, her one of her um staff members was there too. Wow! And so she was the one that was chosen, the staff oh. member. So she she gracefully said yes and laid Claudia. down and pretended to be no Claudia's. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and so she gracefully said yes and mm. and laid down on this slab, and it was just me and her in this room, and I'm like holding onto her hand that no one could see me holding onto her hands. I'm like just squeeze it and I'll get you up, and I'll I'll. Get out of it straight away. So you just don't worry. I've got you. Just relax and just all just I want relax. you to do is just yeah. Just focus on what you do. Just, I don't it's pitch black. Slimy. <laughs> yeah, there's pitch black and there's like one little teeny tiny torch that's got a red glow to it. So red that's light. it. Mm. A red light. Um. So you know, it it was all set. The scene was very much set. Um, and it's so quiet, uh, but she was so wonderful. And I just said to her, look, I've got you. If, if at any time you start to feel uncomfortable or like you can't breathe or your heart starts racing or you get scared, squeeze my hand and we'll come out of this. So, um, immediately Mr. Slimey started, and this was so fascinating. Immediately Mr. Slimey started, um, wanting to explain how he would go through doing an autopsy. And what, what came over me was a sense of pride that Mr. Slimy had been missing. And so it felt that because he now felt like he had an audience that he was teaching, he suddenly found purpose again in what he was doing and all of the sliminess from Mr. Slimy disappeared. And he became all about the medicine, all about the body, all about the anatomy, all about Um, what he was doing as if like he was teaching students which he would have done at a time in his life and he was thankful for having students to teach again and so he went through this process where I needed to talk about um, certain um, places inside of the leg where he would drain bodily fluids out into the drip tray down the bottom and I didn't see the drip tray previously but I needed to look under to (laughs) as I was explaining I'm like there's a drip tray yep there's the drip tray and one of the tour guides said that um, often when they drain bodily fluids, they use that big vein that sits inside the thigh. Mm-hmm. They will attach something to it to drain it. And she the said so maybe, that's, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's what he's referring to in terms of the leg where he would put in tubes to drain the yeah. fluid. And okay. the, the bench, which, which you don't like, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a bloody or, or an autopsy technician, but um, the slab is actually on a slight incline so that the fluids naturally go down yeah to drink yeah and so um you know he was taking me through all of that and I was saying it out loud as if I was him giving a giving a tutorial yeah and then, then he um brought my attention to um to uh her uh um stomach or not stomach um kind of lower abdominal area and i just said to her like, do you have um scar tissue on the left side in your abdomen and she said no like i do down the center like a almost like a cesarean scar and she goes and i'm like, okay well mr slimy is referring to um him being fascinated and because many women he would have to do autopsies on showed exactly what this patient has which is this strange um, scar tissue that, and something that is filling up this area of the of the abdomen, um, particularly in this in this patient on the left hand side, um, and this is something that he never knew what it was in medicine. There wasn't science or medicine that understood what this was at the time that he was Ooh, practicing. Doing it. And yeah, and he was fascinated and he's just like, it's fascinating. I've got another one and this is another one. And so he's, it's like he's trying to teach again about this abnormally that would hey. occur when you're doing an autopsy. Anyway, so... We finished, and then he thanked everyone for being there. And he said, I've really enjoyed pitching again. And um, it was interesting how I said to the tour guides later on, I'm just like, please include this again. Like, please allow this to happen again. Because I feel like Mr. Slimy might not be getting all you can get out of him. And this would absolutely enhance the tour for people to to experience a doctor having these things. Oh, it was the next level. because I'd never experienced that end of the show, so to speak, or the tour. It was it was awesome. It was so mm. cool. But later on, just as we were walking out, the patient said to me, "I have endometriosis, yeah, and quite, quite significant scarring." And I was like, "Wow, that's what it is." Because endometriosis yeah. would definitely be something that would have people would have experienced women would have experienced. Absolutely, We absolutely would never have known what that was back then. Yeah. So he was basically. Rec- and, and oh he did say that um he he may come across as being slimy but he's actually particularly interested in in we would have been a gynecologist if he could go back he would have gone into the, the practice of gynecology because this thing that he kept seeing was so interesting to him and perplexing and he was curious about it and not from a disturbingly you know womanizing gross slimy not place from a but slimy from medical science place he was really interested in that so it was really cool to be able to give that feedback to the girls at at the queue station to just say hey like there is so much more these spirits could be telling you and sharing with you and really deepening um the history and also just even experiences of the people that went through the place you know and undiagnosed you know conditions does he have
1: diaries like his record keeping of certain things, like is there actually somewhere where he has books or journals that he'd written things down? They'd be Potentially. fascinating. Potentially, yeah. Whether or not they were retained, he would have definitely recorded stuff at the time, but whether or not yeah. that's been lost over the years, that would be fascinating.
0: Because in the room that you meet in before you start out a tour, they, they do have all the logbooks of people arriving. Um So I'm I'm sure that if it's there, it's probably in that room under glass lock and key it would be amazing um, to have a look at. I have to ask them. Yeah. Mm. Um, and forgive me too, because the morgue wasn't the second place. The morgue was the third place. The second place was the hospital. Okay, yeah, because that's halfway um, up the hill, isn't it? Yeah. And so we went into the hospital. We just what we did was a detour. We went to we we weren't ready to go there. So maybe we did go to the morgue second, but then we went back to the hospital. Anyway, whatever we did. <laughs> we went to the hospital and something very cool happened there. Two mm. things actually. One, when I've gone there in the past, and now I can't even remember his name because it happens at the time, but when I've gone there in the past, there's been two spirits that have always been there. One is a, a young male who was a soldier. He didn't die in the hospital, but he was in the hospital quite often. And um, he was a young male who was actually sent to go to war, but he avoided war because he died. Um, he mm-hmm. died of appendicitis, um, but, um, or sepsis from appendicitis. but. Um, I'd always been able to get his first name and his middle name, and I always assumed that his middle name was his last name. But on this tour, there was a young man, a human, on the tour, and he—he he was gravit, he gravitated towards that bed. He was attracted to it, and he was sitting down. And he called me over, and he just said, "Look, I'm really attracted to this bed. I'm not sure, but I feel this young male energy." I was like, "That's really interesting huh. that you say this," because da da da. And so I asked him to start asking him questions and just connect to his energy. And, um, I was able to get a last name and I remember the last name was MacArthur, but I can't remember what the first two names were James, someone names MacArthur. Um, and so we were able to establish a name that now the girls can go and cross reference to see if there are any history of hmm. a passenger on one of the ships named that name, which is really cool for the girls and just really cool for history in general. Um, and then there was a young girl as well, who I always get, who always lets me know that she passed away from some kind of infection because she had an extremely high fever, um, but there's two rooms in the hospital. So there's the first room and there's the second room. And in the second room, there's the matron, who's notoriously mm. not a nice spirit to most people. But I would have to say I've never experienced the not nice side of her. I've always been welcomed by her. She's always standing in the same spot when I walk into that room and she always calls me in. I've just got a. I just have a deep respect for her, her running the hospital, and for her staff, and for the fact fact that these are her patients. And that according to her, we're in here, and we shouldn't be in here. There should be no visitors in this room. And so, for her to accept us in is a blessing, and we we have to remember that that Mm. this hospital was a quarantined hospital. You weren't allowed in, no visitors. Um, There's a cupboard though that is in the far left corner of that room, and we actually experienced the cupboard door opening on its own wow like actually opening on its own and there's a young boy spirit that lives in there who is very well documented his name's Isaac um and I believe him to actually so the little girl that died she has a sister that she's always looking for but I believe him to be of the same period as that little girl um, like he's aware of her and she's aware of him, which, yeah. it, which helps me understand that they would have probably been around there at the same time. And be yeah, they would have known him each himself. other. Yeah. There's also a young maid that works in there or a nurse that works in there. I don't believe she to be a nurse. I believe her to be a maid who's actually mute. Okay. Um, And she has something wrong with her feet. So her feet are either her toes have been cut off, but they're like a stub. And Just. the matron is really mean to her. Yeah. And she's got a darker complexion. So I'm not sure whether she's an indigenous young girl. Right. Um, or whether she is some kind of half past of some sort. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but she definitely doesn't look like a typical um of the British yeah. or English kind of, you know, makeup. And the matron um, is not nice to her. Why? The matron is not nice to her. She orders her around, I don't know. I don't know um it, one of the really difficult things about being there and falling into the kind of the role that I had that night was that um a lot of people that were part of the tour considered themselves seasoned paranormal investigators oh really okay and so they were doing a lot of their own experiments speaking to a lot of spirits that they've encountered before yeah. and rather than me having full control over the spirits that we could speak to and having one clear kind of channel oh, for me, okay. I've had a lot of, a lot of cross wires is probably the best way to describe it. Mm. And so I feel that if, if, and I'm not saying that, you know, that they shouldn't have been doing that, you know, this was their experience, but yeah. in, in the future, um, I think that I would like to do it where I had complete control over the only channel that was coming in and out in terms of yeah. who we're speaking to because it was quite noisy for me. I had a lot of chatter going on. Yeah. Yeah, and spiritual noise. A lot of a lot of like <laughs> kind of like spirits kind of you, you catch parts of it and parts of it because they're all on just different waves. Yeah, and so okay. for me to be able to keep on to the wave that I'm on, it was just like little boop, 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 little oh. interruptions. Oh yeah. So it was quite difficult Yeah, um, a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be in terms of, um, that keeping my focus. Mm -hmm. Like I said to the girls, I set them up to begin with before I went in and I just said, look, I'm probably not going to be very, um, very Tracy. So be (laughs) prepared to kind of snap me out of whatever I'm doing. Like if I'm rambling and I'm going on with a connection and we need to move to the next location, please just come up and tap me or just say, Tracy, we're ready to move. Um, and, and I'll be able to come out of it and, and keep going. And I didn't actually have to ever have to have that done because I couldn't get into that state. Um so uh, that was okay. Was, like I'm able yeah. to do it without it. I'm able to do what I was doing without it. it just I know it could have been a lot... Um, it could, there could have been a lot more that would have come out of each of those connections if I'd been given the opportunity. But yeah. that's okay. It is what it was and was what it was and, and I loved it. It was still yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So um, then we moved up to the Gravedigger's house, I think that's where we went next. And Can I just ask words, a couple more questions yeah. about the matron?
1: Yes. And and the little girl because I only have a vague memory when I was there with some work friends that there was a little teddy bear that the girl mm-hmm. Often played with was that yeah. correct? Okay, yes. was that yeah. hers or they just put it there for her? They put it there as a prop. Okay, and yeah. with so the matron. yeah okay? Um, and so what you was know? the matron? You know how you said she invites you in. What did she, like, mm-hmm. what was she saying to you? Like, or did she just want, like, she appreciated your and your respectfulness about the place, so she was happy for you to be there or was she inviting you in for some other kind of, no, like, did she, she just, want to tell you something?
0: No, she just recognises me, um, okay. just like I recognise her. Yes. Um, okay. And so whenever I go into a place, like, I'm always unspoken, but I always energetically ask permission to enter, like every yes. single yeah. doorway that I yeah. go. It's manners. Ghost manners, <laughs> especially if I'm in a known environment. um And so when I walk in, it's almost just yeah. So it's almost just like if you to walk into anyone's shop or anyone's yeah. place, you greet them and you say hi. So it's just a greeting, and she'll right. just it's just like an invitation to enter. And okay. you know, I obviously the tour guides uh, have their own way of doing that as well. But I just ask if it's okay if I bring yeah. some of my people in with me. Is it okay? okay? You know, because some days it might not be okay for her. Sure. And sometimes it might, like there are some places that I could go to and on some days I just don't want to go in that room and on other days I'm fine. I don't even think about not wanting to go in. It's just not a thing. Mm. Um. So, you know, it's just typical, I don't know. Yeah. Just, um. Etiquette. Etiquette. Yeah. yeah just like okay. you do. Just practical kind of manners. Um. But when she invites in, I kind of get updates as well from her a little bit, so... I might get updates on spirits, or I might get updates. Um, they're actually, if they're familiar with any other humans that are in the in the place, which this happened in the grave diggers, actually, um, which was so awkward. But, like the gods. Um, yeah. But um, even people that are that are frequent flyers of the quarantine station, like people that come through quite often, and there's yeah. a lot of them, um, they they will sometimes voice or express their distaste of that person's energy (laughs) wow yeah like that person might be an antagonizer or that person might um really be a toxic kind of energy that offloads a lot of fear or offloads uh-huh. a lot of anger. Like Or a polluter. To spirits. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's a great way of thinking about it. It's exactly what it Like leeches out mm. um, or, or like spills out or leaks out kind of energy that just doesn't do nice things to the energy of the room. Mm-hmm. The spirits like to keep the energies of the room the way they want it so that they can do what they want to do. They like to keep it at a temperature. They like to keep it at a certain vibration so that they can go where they want to go and do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when other when other humans come in with their fun fandangle toys and Who with their seen? preconceived ideas, yeah, like sometimes they're not happy about it. Sure. So, um, oh, and also like spirits sniff out the bullshitters. And so on tours, you know, I mean, if any of our listeners have ever been on tours before, you might have there might be one or two people in the group that you can just tell are like acting that are really kind of like just really bunging it on in terms of what they're experiencing. Dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, And spirits laugh at that. Like they Mm. have a real good time with that. They're just (laughs) like, oh, my God, here we go again. Here's this one. Yeah. Um, And they typically, it's like Marco Polo for them almost. It's like they'll lead them somewhere and then they'll come there and they just won't be there. It's like, oh, Oh, that's so funny. And they watch them kind of like pretend I guess in a way that they have that they are experiencing something and then the spirits will just be like no and what like we're not doing that we're not giving you that feeling that's not coming from us at all wow yeah so that can happen and it did happen in the gravedigger's house oh this event where we're going to now we're going there now before I interrupted you (laughs) yeah and it was great so we had another covered door opening in the gravedigger's house Um, we had two actually we had one in the first room open up Uh, when no one was in the room but some we were looking in the room and the door opened okay Um, and then in the second room which is the room where the two doctors are reported to live um that's where uh the other cupboard door opened which is very common that door opens a lot and I've had it open up before and I've actually debunked it a few times it does open on its own legitimately as a spirit um poltergeist kind of activity but um the there are there is a, a there's floorboards and it's such an old house if you walk in the kitchen and someone's standing in a certain spot in that room it does cause that door to oh, open okay um and it happens every time like, like it happens like you can make it happen you can recreate it but then there are times when there is no one in the other room and it's just you and that door will open so it can be one or the other but don't just all automatically assume yeah. that it's the one or the other um but what we did in that room, and I still could not go into that back room. I felt like I was going to vomit the minute that I got to that doorway. I tried. I try every time. Yeah. Yeah. I tried every time, and I cannot go in there. It's just like this violent kind of feeling. Like I just want to, I want to kind of exercise my internal organs out of my mouth. Um, wow. And we sat down and we did a spirit box session in the kitchen, which um, I do every time I go there, and it's typically. Um, pretty interesting and very fruitful Um, but there has always been a spirit of a man there named Ted that I have always encountered and it was great because the gut the girls were able the guys were able to uh, validate who that voice is because they always hear this voice of this deep this deep male's voice that sometimes growls and grunts and that's Ted but they have never known that that his name was Ted and so we were having intelligent answers so I would say that Ted and he would say yes. Um, and every time this one particular person that was on the tour would walk into the kitchen, everything would go silent. The minute that this one particular person would leave, the questions would start getting answered again. That person would leave, the person would come back silent. Didn't like and that person. Didn't like that person. Wow. Um, yeah. And what we also were able to have, which was really cool, because when I was being driven back up to my car at the end of the night by one of the tour guides, um, he actually was completely amazed and shocked at something that we discovered in the Gravedigger's house. So we had two female um, voices come through um, and in the Gravedigger's house it's been reported that there were many um, rapes, murders and um, I guess – uh, abortions is probably for, you know, a a nice way of saying it is abortions. A nice Um, way. Yeah. Um, and it's believed that there's many bodies buried under that house as well. So, um, we, what we had were two females. One's name was Amy and she was talking to us. She was answering intelligently. Um, and it was, it was understood that her brother lived in the gravedigger's house at one point, And one of the other men in the gravedigger's house had raped his sister. And this was Amy, I think, from memory. And um we were telling we opened up the door and we told Amy that she could leave at any time that she wasn't being forced to stay that she could leave. Anyway, we did a little bit of a rescue, so to speak, for Amy. And then right. on the way home, in the on the way in the bus up to my car, I was saying how um the there was we got a a really great uh rescue that happened in the gravedigger's house for a young girl named amy and the man looked at me and he just said wow on last night's tour we were doing a spirit box session in the gravedigger's house and we had a female voice and she said her name was amy and we'd never heard of an amy in a female's voice in the gravedigger's house before and he's just like, wow, so that must have been her. I'm like, that's her. So that was so cool. And in the bus on the way up to my car was everybody that was on the tour. So oh, everyone heard it. It was great for everyone to tour. hear that. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and just, you know, it, it was a really great thing for me to do a Rescue, which was awesome. And lots of um, things that I was able to validate for the tour guides who experienced these things on a regular, and I was able to put names and um, just feeling more of the story for them so that it deepens their, their history, but it also deepens the experience of their people that do supernatural or paranormal and paranormal, supernatural tours of the place. Um, and then we went, the last place that we went into was the showers. Okay. Now this is the this is the worst place for me. Like uh the Gravedigger's house, I like it's yucky, but it's all predictable for me. I'm not afraid of the gravedigger's house. I don't mind going in there, but I do not like like I have to take a deep breath to go into the showers because this is where I've had the female voice say my name inside the cubicle and I literally I literally like flew, like did not touch the ground. It was like road runner style out of the showers. Wow. Because it just was not okay. It was the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Um, and so we went in there and it was great because we took the SLS camera in there and I would walk down the stalls and it was so interesting because I had this group of people just following me like everywhere around these stalls <laughs> or like snaking around the stalls. And I would just go this stall, that stall, that stall, and they would literally point the SLS camera and see stickmen in there putting out showering or oh, yeah. like jumping up. And then, They've they've got what they call creepers. They call them creepers, but they appear to be spirits that climb into the roof or onto the ceiling of any of the places, whether it's in the morgue, the hospital, wherever they are. And so they were like, and there was creepers everywhere, which was so creepy. Why are they Um, doing that? And we had a naked man in the last cubicle having a shower, creepers. Yeah. Why are they climbing up everywhere? Oh, I have no idea. I don't just know. do that. Yeah. I don't know what they are and I don't know why they're there. I would seem to think that they're probably not human. They're probably more supernatural or probably um, paranormal in a different effect. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. It could even be animals. Um, okay. Like as long as it's got like a figure that appears to have arms and legs and be moving and a head, it will get picked up on the SLS camera. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it could be rats. It could. It could be anything that they're picking up. I don't know. <sighs> But the um, naked man. Back to the naked man. The naked men. man in the shower. Yeah. So he was in the last cubicle, and that was hilarious. Um, we had uh we had voices, we had knots, we had all kinds of fun stuff happen in the showers. It was, it was pretty incredible. Um and then when we came out, um, it was great because lots of people that had been on tours before or even just really interested in paranormal investigation. They were able to pick my brain, you know. They were able to ask me questions. They were able to validate some of their experiences. And the young man who um, was on the bed with the soldier, you know, him and his girlfriend were there and he came up to me at the end and he just said, I just want to make sure that by me communicating with the spirit that way that I'm not taking anyone home and that the spirit stays here. And um, actually in the morgue as well, there was a young man that was in the morgue that said one of his bloodline relatives was in the room. Wow, and, and I just said, "Does anyone actually here for a fact know that one of their relatives was in the quarantine station? Has anyone done their family tree?" Because that's the message that I was getting, and I was sort of pointing. My my energy was focusing on these four people. There was lots of people in the like twenty something people in the room, but there was this group of four that were really standing yeah. close together, and I couldn't figure out which one it was in the four. When we came out of the mall when we were walking, I went and intentionally stood next to each one of them to see whether or not it was that person. It ended up being the same guy that sat on the bed in the soldier in the in the hospital. Wow. Um, but it was his relative that um, that came through and he was, um, yeah, he, he was actually the one that didn't get to go to war because he died, not the guy that was in the hospital. Sorry, I was mixing the two because it was the same man that it was connected to okay. so it was really cool because I was able to just say to him look over the next coming days if you feel a little bit funny if you feel not quite yourself don't automatically think that it's an attachment it's likely just dregs of energy that you've got that are just imprinted as opposed to one spirit that you've brought home mm. um, one of the biggest things that people can do is create much more of a problem for themselves because they get in fear thinking that they've brought something home with them or someone home with them when they haven't they've just brought Bits and pieces of residual energy with them. And over a few days, if you do, do some cleansing and some grounding, that should dissipate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really cool. And, you know, just, you know, understanding why certain people go on these tours. Like there was a young girl there straight away who came up to me and just said that um, she doesn't see other spirits or anything, but she um, gave birth to a stillborn baby and she is in regular communication with that stillborn baby. And now she has a young son and the son speaks to the little baby as well on. Um, and they play together and she has toys for her and, um, it's almost like she's part of the family. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and, um, I was able to give advice to a person on the tour as well, who was definitely doing some very dangerous things in terms oh. of opening their energy up and allowing themselves to be a complete and utter vessel. For okay. anything that right. wanted to mm. um and you can't live like that you mm. cannot be doing that it's not safe and it's not okay and it's not it's not beneficial for anybody it's actually really dangerous um and I just explained to this person that you're, you're better off really better well I don't know I don't okay. know mm. um but I feel like it's a responsibility that I had, and and when I get yeah. it, I feel like I have to say it. And it was quite concerning because when you're on a tour with other people, you have to consider the well-being of the people around you. You don't have their permission to be getting into all kinds of strife. Yeah. Um. You don't have any permission because if you don't, if you're not grounded, and something happens to you, you're putting everyone else in jeopardy. Yeah. Um. You're you're potentially uh, eliciting fear when it shouldn't be that way um you're putting people in danger you could be creating a lot more anxiety in people than what's required and it really robs people of their experience as well but most importantly um if you really want to communicate with spirits and you want to have the best communication that you possibly can then cleansing and grounding doesn't take that away it doesn't it actually makes it more profound it makes it clearer it makes it easier and it makes it much more enjoyable and it gives it it gives it actual purpose there is no purpose in letting the spirit around you take over you and and give you um panic attacks or make you just uncontrollably sob or give you headaches that you just can't lift your head or make you cry or panic or see things that don't normally see it like it was not it was very uncomfortable at some points to watch mm. um Wow. And, and I know, and I know that it probably did detract from a few people's experiences. Really? So just, you know, really just make sure that if you are putting yourself in places, do it because obviously if you're that, if you're that good at being able to pick up energies then imagine what you could do if you actually went in with a little bit of strategy and a little bit yeah. of, um, just so a little like bit a process. of skill. Mm. Yeah. Like there's, there's really no skill being shown in that and you don't have to. But mm. you should, you should just for yourself. You should be able to get some skill um, and not, not be a, a concern for the tour guides, not be a concern for the people that, that came with you. Like there's really um, for lack of a better way of saying it, that it's it it doesn't make you the star of the show, or it doesn't make you better at anything. It doesn't make you a stronger anything. Really, what it does is um harm you and potentially harm other people I think it's that responsibility slash
1: ethical element to it which is difficult yeah. to um you know have parameters for but there's certain principles there isn't there that
0: there are and it's a complete disrespect if I'm being of, honest yeah
1: that respect of yourself of others of yourself the exchange, of others,
0: yeah of the spirits, all of it like it's yeah. just
1: yeah
0: mm. um and it will make you sick it will make you very sick eventually yeah. well there's no boundaries yeah. right correct the energy's mm. got to go somewhere mm. and if if you don't have the cleansing and, and the grounding and the protection principles set up and the fundamental um, fundamental setup then I'm pretty sure when you leave you're not doing the right things either interesting yeah so all in all though it was a fantastic night um with lots of stuff that just never happens ever on the tours and lots of validations that is going to be able to make the tours fuller and um richer and that are going to obviously give the spirits um more opportunities to share and and um be a part of the sharing of the history yeah um but yeah it was it was it was exciting and um fun and scary at times <laughs> um but yeah
1: it's really cool. Sounds phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I was
1: fishing. I knew you were going to go down there and I was like, I want to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next time. time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There'll, there'll be another time. Yeah. Um a quick question to rewind back to. It's gonna sound so pervy now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the naked man in the shower. You said it was really oh, yeah. funny. Yep. Was it um so can I just Get some point of reference with this naked man. He's obviously a dead naked man and just having a shower minding his own business didn't realise that you guys were there or what about it? Yeah,
0: didn't realise that we were there. So he was in an acid shower. Yep. So um, that was his experience. He was just having the shower naked in the stall. Um, There was really nothing outstanding about it. What was funny was that everyone just wanted to see the naked man in the shower. And a lot of times like
1: Tracy says, hello, like, could he see yeah. you? Like, was he like, excuse me, no. what are you
0: doing? or Oblivious. No. Oh, okay. Oblivious. Was he was in a, on likely. a loop. Yeah, residual. huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just funny because you just heard everyone going, there's a naked man in the shower in the last cubicle on the end. <laughs> there's a naked man in the shower. I want to see the naked man in the shower. That's <laughs> 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 funny. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah it was cool because the the spirits were out for the night and i asked them that and i kind of was really being pulled to certain places that i was excited to get to and um you know we can have nights at those places where they it's quiet and nothing much happens nothing extraordinary happens but that night i felt that they understood that it you was going to be yeah that well, that i was there but also that we were that we were doing it for them and, you know, all these people have come dressed up in tribute to um, the thing that, that the spirits contribute to um, <laughs> and that it's not, you know, taking the piss out of it or it's not, yeah. um, you know, it's not making Mocking a joke of it. it. Yeah, but mm. it's more that this is the, the day of the dead, this is when the veil is the thinnest. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, I'm expecting a lot from you guys. Mm. Um and I'm here to work for you, not for them, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm. Um, but it was really fascinating too, just with the tour guides because they are so geeky with the with the history, and love they it. love it. Yeah, they they feel a sense of um, a sense of familiarity with a lot of the spirits that are there that are quite common, and there's like an endearing kind of relationship that they've got with a lot of them it's as so well. Beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the tours that they do, there's the fright and the scare tours where it seems like it's a little bit kind of um, gimmicky or a little bit, a little bit um, pitched, I guess, but that's a part of what the people pay for. Um, But for all, you know, for for all intents and purposes, they, Mm -hmm. um, they, they have a very, a very decent amount of respect for, Mm. for the activity and, and, very very happy to acknowledge as well that the indigenous energy is something that they um that they have a deep respect for and they Mm. they try and stay away from the traditional sites and not really draw attention to it and it's not to ignore it it's just that we don't know enough about it Mm. we 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 don't feel that we should be um and so the fact that The fact that I've been invited into the indigenous spiritual community from the other side um, has given me the privilege of being able to have a lot to do with the traditional uh, custodians of the land there, Um, and so maybe one day in the future I'd be able to sit down with the owners of the Q station and maybe draft out a bit of a history tour Mm. that involves the leadership around that, which I would be so interested in doing. I think Um, it's an important
1: thing to acknowledge, though, too.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it yeah,
0: is think on think that land it is I think it's like it's, it would be a fine line between appearing to to be ignorant or to um ignore it, but they're not it's just that they understand that they don't necessarily feel that they have the right or the um all the information the, all yeah. the knowledge that they need to do it but I would love to Not meet up with the elders of that land and um and the owners and just have like a really good sit down about what potentially could could um you know could come out of being able to have those discussions. Yeah. Um, but I have to share one more story before we go. Yes, please. We got we got out of the gravedigger's house and it's pitch black and um the bus, the mini bus that takes the tours up and down from the car park at the top of the National Park. For those of you who don't know, the Q station sits inside of the National Park. So you're not allowed to drive in there. You have to park your cars at the top and then you can on get a, hill. a tour bus that comes down and brings you down. And so the tour bus was coming back down the hill past the road and had its headlights on. And it came down the hill. And we all kind of moved to one side of the road for the bus to go and the headlights illuminated the road down the hill yeah. that was pitch black and there was a body laying on the road, <gasps> on the side of the road. I'm and so someone goes, like a few people had torches and they started talking. to them and go, what's that? Yeah. And the, the bus screeched to a halt. Oh, and okay. so everyone starts running towards yeah. this body on the road, just yeah. laying there on the road and I'm thinking oh shit like I didn't run for starters I couldn't run in the shoes that I was wearing <laughs> and I can't see at night time yeah. I had contact lenses in so if, I probably would have ended up dead on the road if, if I had yeah. to run anywhere so I stayed with uh, around a couple of people that weren't running either everyone ran over and all I can see in the distance with some torches going everywhere is people kind of screaming out Ooh! I'm just like, this isn't it's like happen. it turns out out comes this other figure from the bush that is on the side of the road and it's a man and right. like out of the bush and someone was like not screaming but responded as if in shock to this man that came out of the bush. Turns out Mr. and Mrs. had been down at the Boiler House restaurant and gotten absolutely sloshed and tried to walk back up in the dark to their accommodation up the street and she had passed out on the side of the road and was too heavy for him to get up and carry home so he just decided to leave her on the side of the road and he went off for a sleep in the bush. Oh, my goodness.
1: It wasn't even part of the tour, but it just added so much more excitement.
0: <laughs> the Guys were probably a little bit embarrassed. They're like, "Everyone, that is wow! Very so funny. It was like some serial killers." so funny it was the best it's funny now but at the time it wouldn't have been funny no at the time it wasn't funny at the time it was just like oh my god what do I do that would have been so confusing yeah and because at the time I kind of felt a little bit starfish yeah like not starfish but like one of the staff
1: yeah and so
0: I kind of felt like I had some kind of responsibility to take care of the people on the tour that were left where I was and hadn't gone running to help And I'm like, I am not fit to be doing this. Like like, what to do? What do I do? Of course this is happening to me. Like in full panic mode when Tracy is not fully in herself right now. Like Tracy's checked out. Yeah, like I wasn't making it about myself, but I was just in that panic mode of like, fuck, what do I do? Like, do I need to turn these people around so that they're not seeing if this is like a dead person or if someone like if there is a threat, like if there is something bad that's happened here, like I have to, like, what do I do? I'm saying to do this. (laughs) <laughs> ended up just being a drunk on the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> and My husband thought the best thing to do was just to leave it there and meanwhile go and
1: sleep it off <laughs> wow well all in all that's best case scenario <laughs> correct <laughs> all the right. things that it could have been
0: uh-huh but yeah it 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 was definitely um yeah a bit of a it felt like a little bit of a prank or like am I on like pranked right now or mm-hmm. punked or whatever it is but, yeah.
1: It sounds as though, um I don't know, I just feel relieved that everybody else was seeing that body too because I would have been worried, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> well, luckily everyone else saw it because I probably would have just ignored it. Mm. Like I probably would have just gone, oh, yep, standard. Mm. Like I would not have thought that it was actually a physical human. So I probably would not have responded at all if I hadn't seen it first. <laughs> it would have been completely missed so I'm glad everybody else did see it because like I probably would have just gone yeah cool (laughs) nothing to see here like literally I'm not going to mention that because it's just going to spin everybody out or even see it all the time brush over the dead body (laughs) another dead body on the
1: side of the road nothing to see that one's not talking to me so boring
0: (laughs) yeah strong sense of alcohol must have been an alcoholic (laughs) Uh,
1: far out oh I can taste prawns must have had prawns for dinner (laughs) but in saying yeah, that there fun. is a lovely restaurant there isn't there that it serves a good
0: cocktail and a good dinner so good mm. so good I recommend it it's on, it's on the expensive side but I recommend yeah. it it's gourmet yeah
1: mm. well thank you Tracy that was I feel like I've been on the tour now good
0: <laughs> it
1: was it was great to you catch go check up it with out everyone,
0: everyone. Keep your eye out on the queue station um, because, yeah, I'll probably be back there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully yep. this time you'll have a plus one. <laughs> and I'll just be well, I think. Well, right right you right. won't
0: be the only one. I think we'll all be doing a carpool down there because there's a few people that want to go as well. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody,
1: for tuning in to another episode of Turns Out It's Haunted. It was Turns yes. Out It's Haunted slash Turns Out She's Psychic and we have both of them here, so. Yes,
0: and we have a little spirit (laughs) speaking. It's not a ghost taking over our audio. It's Laura's little girl. My little girl (laughs) is in the background having a little chitty
1: chat with me. So if you hear those sweet whispers from a little girl, that's yeah. (laughs) It's
0: it's a full human. (laughs) It's a human. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next time.
1: We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show.
0: As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tospy tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie
1: review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at TOSpsychic at gmail.com We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy.
0: And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout_she'spsychic. underscore she's psychic.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.